Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So... What's your weird story? Hello, Weirdsville. Do it. He's in. Good day. Welcome to the Great White North. Oh, Barry. Hey, how you doing? It's uh, it's me, uh, your your friend Adam Beebe. And uh, you, Barry Johnson, my friend, how are you? I'm good. How are you? What was that little sound bite you had there? Well, that, my friend, is the intro from the classic SCTV skit, uh, The Great White North, which is uh, Bob and and Doug McKenzie. That's right. If you remember them uh, from uh, SCTV and the incredible movie that... uh, we used to watch all the time at my house when we were kids. I know you've seen it too. Oh yeah, um, Strange Brew. Yeah, such a great movie, classic movie. If you guys haven't seen Strange Brew, you, you got to watch it. It's such a great movie. I mean, I think God, I, I don't even know how many times we watched that thing, but oh yeah, hundreds probably. Hundreds, easy. Hoser, uh, hoser. My favorite part, you know, of course, of the movie is when they get locked into the um, the fermenter and they have to drink their way out, and, yeah. <laughs> and then they have a five alarm fire that they go pee all over. Uh, yeah, it's a great, great movie. Yeah. It's classic. Dave Thomas and Rick Moranis, man, fantastic stuff, <laughs> classic stuff. And that'll and, make uh, sense whenever you find out who our uh, who our guest is. But uh, yeah, yeah, the re- and of course the reason we are talking about Strange Brew and the McKinsey's and. Great White North is because today is our very first guest from our neighbors upstairs. Not the girls there that live above me, but from our, all of us here in the United States, our neighbor upstairs. Um, today we have our very first real Canadian guest, and we're uh, very excited about that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, she, she's she's great to talk to, and... Uh can't wait till we uh till we get there but i did want to talk about something that uh i bit i watched recently here it's called uh it's a documentary and it's called um close encounters of the fifth kind have you ever you ever seen that it it came out last year no i don't believe i have so it's it's pretty interesting it's a a movie about a group that they're kind of drawing their line in the sand as far as where they stand on um, UFOs, UAPs, um, aliens, in that they are looking to make contact with aliens. Um, They get together and they have these meetings and they kind of try to conjure up uh, um, aliens or communication with aliens in a mm-hmm. way that's peaceful, um, sort of bearing the, the white flag, if you will, um, mm. for humankind. 
And they're positioning themselves against the government's idea of what's going on with UFOs in that, you know, the government is kind of starting to position themselves in a militaristic way. Mm -hmm. They feel like it's a threat to humankind, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and we don't know what all's going on with that. So they're kind of, it's interesting because they're drawing sort of two conclusions from the data, the information that we've gotten, which is, you know, pro-military, you know, pro-fear kind of an idea. And then the folks that are, that believe that, that, that aliens um, can help uh, improve our lives and, um, and, and help us understand our place in the universe. Anyway, it's, it's compelling. It's an interesting documentary. It they've done, they did a great job with um, putting a bunch of different f- types of footage together from you know people that have cell phone uh, videos to footage I've never seen before, which doesn't mean much because you know honestly, I mean with everything I have going on in my life, I don't have you know twenty four hours a day to sit around and and um, you know look at footage, but. Uh, it looked like it, there was footage that was taken from um, satellites or something that's hovering, you know, up up in the upper upper atmosphere. Um, mm-hmm. But really, uh, 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 an interesting movie and a cool way to look at things, um, an, an open minded way of looking at at this stuff that uh, that just continues to inundate our uh, news cycle and uh, the things that we're you know being exposed to. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of that uh, subject and the news cycle, uh, this past week, there was a story released about how uh, basically the Pentagon has admitted to testing materials that uh, were salvaged from UFOs. One of the things I think is most interesting about that is the um, the the memory metal. Yeah. The metal. So, for those of you who don't know, uh, when Roswell happened, the first people that were there collecting the debris, there's interviews and, and, and folks that were on the record talking about this metal that you're able to crumble up or fold and then it will regain its shape. Like, you can bend it, you can, I don't know, you know, crumble it, and then it will just pop back into its original form. Yeah, they're calling it uh, nitinol. It's N-I-T-I-N-O-L. Okay. That's the the, the, the name of it is. And this information um, has been reported by uh, a researcher and author... uh, Anthony uh, Bragalia. Okay. I think I'm saying that right. I'm, I apologize if I'm not, but uh, he had uh, written into the uh, uh, Defense Intelligence Agency as part of the Freedom of Information Act. Uh, he sent in a request for information about this over three years ago, and he got it back from them. And. Um, he said that the that uh, the DIA let out a hundred and fifty four page wow test results regarding this memory metal. Wow, I know a lot of it's redacted. You know, I, I'm I know, sure I know that. But he said that in that piece that he was able to piece together enough of what was being said. 
I, I just, I, I'm still blown away by it. I just, I don't know, man. The kid in me is just like, I can't believe that this stuff is coming out, that they're actually facing mm-hmm. um, all of the um, the tough questions that have been asked of them, and which, which raises so many red flags to me. Why now? Again, why are they doing this? And... I'm glad there's a part of me that's, uh, of course, man. I mean, I'm super stoked that this is actually happening now. But it does make me, anytime our government gets involved with stuff, uh, there's there's an angle. You know right. what I mean? There's, yeah. a, there's a purpose to it. And the purpose that I could see coming out of it is uh, maybe not necessarily one of, of, of uh, positivity. It could be fear mongering or mm-hmm. something. That's what mm-hmm. I worry about. Uh, I would just, I would uh, caution people to um, you know, stay positive with, with the information. And uh, I, I worry about, you think about ancient civilizations that, you know, were, were invaded um, and a lot of it was, um, you know, ob- for obvious reasons, things happened the way that they did. I don't know that, I know that, you know, Stephen um, Hawking had his own ideas about that. And he believes that ancient civil- or uh, alien civilizations would be looking to conquer. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm, how do you know? Um, yeah. You know, it, it's, it's, but it, it's, it's a part of, of humanity to want to find out more about itself and i think we learn more about ourselves by understanding a little bit more about what's out there in the world in the universe so fascinating yeah. stuff yeah and of course this uh this memory metal is not something new on the scene this was de- described as part of the original uh 1947 uh, story of, of the UFO crash landing in Roswell. Right. I mean, this goes back to that, to the um, original stories that came out of it, and you yeah. know the the witnesses talking about. Um, I forget the guy's name, Jesse something, but how his father came, who was part of that um, investigation team, brought right. this piece of metal home, and they crumpled it up, and it would go right back to it. And that's, yeah. I mean. I should know his name, but uh, for some reason it's it's not popping up in the memory recall right now. But this has been part of the story right. for, you know, 60 plus years. Right. So, yeah, because, you know, and in, in, in that story about the crash was that. At first, you know, it was like, okay, yeah, it's a UFO, and then and then the government came back out and said, no, it was a a, a weather balloon that yeah. was used by the military um, that crashed. So they've been hiding it for that long, and now to go ahead and say, okay, eighty years ago or how many years ago that was, uh, we actually did find, <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, remnants of a ufo now interesting uh this leads me to another thing that i watched um last night do you remember whenever uh that that's the um uh news uh about the what they thought was the millennium falcon that they found in the baltic sea at the at the ocean and on the ocean floor is this no is a round object that looked man-made that they found that, that when they were scanning with sonar, this mm-hmm. group of researchers found. 
And I watched a piece on it. It's um, them going down, diving down, and actually looking at this thing. Mm-hmm. It is really interesting because it looks like when you piece it all together and you look at the sonar pictures that they put together with this thing, it looks like a crash site hmm. where something crashed through. It looks like a, a hill or, or, or a mountain on mm-hmm. the bottom of the Baltic Sea. It went through it and then it, it, it sort of like nosedived into the 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 whatever the the soil the sediment at the bottom mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it looks what is what is there it looks like cement it's very strange huh. it's a porous smooth topping to it and um and they f- there's theories out there that it might maybe it's a a uh, aircraft uh, an alien aircraft that has mm-hmm. crashed and that had been sealed over in order to protect it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just don't know. You know, yeah. the, the, these stories are just fascinating and they're trying to get up enough. They're trying to raise enough money to go back and do further uh, research. Problem is where it's located. It, the water is so cold. It's below freezing. It's like, you know, right. it's like really, really difficult to get to. Um, it yeah. takes, it's a two yeah. hour dive to make it happen. Jeez. Uh, but anyway, cool stuff, man. Cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All sorts of cool stuff popping up in the news of all different kinds, but, uh, you know, but, uh, bringing it back down here to, uh, earth. Well, I guess we've all, we've been on earth all the time, but, um, Bringing it back down to our neighborhood is uh, our guest today, as we mentioned before. I tried for a segue. It really wasn't a good one there. It's okay. But uh, our guest today is Wendy, and um, she is from Canada, and she has uh, some some re- couple of really unusual, spooky kind of tales and very mysterious and uh it, we had a uh, we had a great conversation talking to Wendy and uh we really enjoyed um hearing her stories and we hope you do too so i guess we should just roll right into it and just, and uh Wendy uh thank you for joining us what's your weird story oh nice to be on here for sure um okay my weird story is um, when I was about nine years old, nine or ten, I don't know which, it was about that time, um, I used to read every night, and I wasn't allowed to read into the early morning hours, so I would kind of have my flashlight and read, and, you know, every night I would do that, especially, like, when this takes place, because this was in the summer, so I didn't have school, and I could sleep in. So one night I was uh, lying in bed and behind my bed, the head of my bed, there is like a big window. And I lived in a really old house. Um, And on the back, like, so when you go through the window, there's a screen on the window and behind the window, there's a a long porch. And that's kind of important for the story. So there's a long porch and the porch has no access, like, to get down or up at all. It just is 
connected to the upper part of the house. Okay. So it's way, way high up off the ground. So it's kind of like a, a seal, like um, a balcony with like, but with like, I guess probably has windscreen or windows or something like that. It was open. Open. It, okay. Okay. Well, it was like just a, an open balcony. Okay. okay. So, yeah. So, um, so I was laying there reading with my flashlight and it was really, really quiet. And I had to be quiet or else my parents would come and turn off my flashlight. So I was right. being very quiet like usual. And because I did this every night, it was kind of a normal thing. Um, but as I was laying there and, you know, I, I remember it was nothing normal, like abnormal. Everything was quiet. Everything was good. Suddenly I heard the loudest, awful growl I've ever heard in my life, like right up by my head behind, like through the screen. Mm. And I was, I was so panicky and petrified. I was too scared to call out to my parents so I just shut the flashlight off, on, off, and I put the covers over my head, and I sat there until, like, the morning, because I was so scared. Wow. And I heard nothing, nothing after that big growl. Mm. And for years, I, well, I've never really told the story, because it's one of those stories where it sounds like, yeah, okay, maybe it was this or that, but literally it couldn't have been anything. Because nothing could have gotten up on there, mm. like nothing out of this world anyway. Right, right. Um, there's no way a dog could have climbed. I mean, there's no way a person would have had trouble climbing up there with ropes and everything. It was really mm. tall. Um, and it wasn't a sound I heard off in the distance. Mm. It was like a growl right behind my head through mm. the screen. Wow. And it was loud. And it scared me. I mean... It took me a long time to start reading again. And talk. Sure. <laughs> sure. And was it? Sorry, what were you gonna say? Was uh, was the growl like? Was it dog like, or did it sound like some kind of other animal, or like a? It didn't sound like dog. It was. Okay. It was loud. It was like horrible, a horrible sound, hmm. and it scared me because I didn't know what it could be. I mean, for years, uh, I was always afraid of, like, something being there. And I would always, like, you know, I moved my bed away from the window. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. I was really scared. It, I still remember, you know, the fear. And yeah. I think part of that is because I really don't know what it could have been. Yeah. It had to yeah. be something. Did you mention this to your folks at all? Or, or you just kind of, no? Well, they wasn't supposed to be reading in bed, right? Right. right. And I thought, they'll never believe me. Mm, yeah. They'll say it was me making it up or whatever, you know? Sure. Because um, it seems so, uh, like, so far-fetched, even to me, and I heard it, mm. you know? Right. Um, but it wasn't until I got older and I started to, like, you know, hear or read stories from people uh, talking about how they've had, like, strange situations with strange sounds and stuff like that. And then I thought, oh, wait, <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't know what it is, but it, maybe it was, uh, you know, something eventually I might have an answer. You never know. Wow. Yeah. Do you remember what book you were reading? 
What's that? Horse book, of course. Oh, okay. Okay. Black Beauty or something like that. Right, I love. Right. I loved all those stories. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's connected. I was just curious. So. Yeah. Good question, though. Actually, yeah. And the house it was an old house, and had you had were there any other kind of weird experiences that had happened at the house that you were aware of? No, not really. How old? Um, how old was the house? Well, it had a part on it where they used to put the stagecoaches. Uh, oh. uh, you know um, what do you call it? Uh, big trunks from the stagecoaches on sure. it. Sure. Wow. It's very old. Yeah. Um, brick, an old brick house. Okay. Um, and really, I mean, that. I think if there had been more things that would have happened, you know, um, maybe then I would have told somebody, sure. you know, but I that was like so like out of left field. Like I, mm. it was just so strange, sure. you know, it's still strange to me. Yeah. Well, it, mu- you- it must have made quite an impression on you. Obviously, yeah. you know. Yeah. Did you did you ever mention it to your parents when you were older? No. Kept no. that kept that one to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I said, I've never really told the story. Sure. Right. Wow. Now, do you have? I really si- didn't. Do you have siblings? Yeah, my next story. I'll tell you okay. about that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was just curious. I was just curious if there was any. You know, hey, sis or brother, did you happen to ever hear anything weird? You know, um, I don't know if that conversation ever. Here's the weird thing is that we had we Adam and I, everybody knows this that listens to this, but we go way, way, way back. And there are experiences that we both had individually that we never told each other about because we didn't want to be like, dude, you're crazy, you Mm. know? So we never had that conversation until about three or four years ago. So yeah, yeah, wow. that's we why I doing asked. This, so yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of similar then too. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's interesting how many people come on and they're like, "I've never told anybody this," but I'm telling our our audience, <laughs> you know, of of uh, strangers that we don't know, which is what's great about this because mm-hmm. people can tell stories without, you know being put in, in a situation where you're having to protect yourself, you know, cause everybody, everybody tunes in to hear weird shit. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what's great about it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also, um, I think the way we, you know, our way of approaching it is, you know, we're, we're here as friends, you know, we, we just met each other, but we talked a little bit before the shows, like we, as we always do, but we, you know, that's that, we build that that level of look. We're here. We're you know we want we want to hear your stories. We want to listen to what yeah. you have to say. Yeah, you know, and and on all of our guests, you know, and th- to give you that comfort in te- in sharing these stories because a lot of times, you know, these sh- stories are either traumatic or you know you're you're you, people could be nervous about sharing them, like you know, like you have or because they never have before. You know, because it sounds so, you have no explanation for it. It sounds so weird, so uh, far-fetched, you know, and there's no, you can't say, well, I know what it was this, or it could have been, you know, because it could have been any number of things you don't know, but 
That's what, and, mm. and of course, you know, telling your parents who would have gotten in trouble and busted and you wouldn't have been able to be flashlight reading, right. uh, which I right. had right. tried to do a few times, but I could never keep my eyes awake. <laughs> and uh, I would end up rolling over and, and damaging my precious comic books. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's, um, I think. It's a little bit different, too, when, when you know, as an adult, you look back at a situation like that. At the time, the only thing, honestly, I thought it could be, which I thought was ridiculous, was a werewolf. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, I read comic books, too, and, right. you know. Um, but I, I honestly, like, that as a kid, that was the only thing I thought. And I thought, you know what, if I'm going to tell somebody that, they're yeah, right. really going to be crazy. Sure. Right. So, yeah. I never did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've but had that's the thing. Yeah. yeah you don't know. Yeah. I mean, you know, it could be, it could have been, it could have been something supernatural like a werewolf. It could have been, I don't know, was this in a city or was it more of a rural setting? Rural. Rural. Uh, could it, you know, yeah. could have been, could have been a Bigfoot, you know, or maybe uh, a Wendigo. That's, I know that's a Canadian, um, you know, supernatural kind of cryptid thing. Um, which uh, I learned from uh, reading a comic book. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, yeah. Know, there's no, it could have been, maybe it was some kind of, you know, a wolf or could have been a wolf. I was going to say just, that. Yeah. It, it made it how to, it just th- somehow the voice, you know, it's, it's howl or it's growl, you know, what, I mean, you know, maybe it bounced around some way that it sounded weird, but I mean, you probably would know the difference. Yeah. Well, also, too, where we lived, um, that, you know, it's a farm place, like it's a farm area. Mm -hmm. So um, back then, there were no bears, there were no wolves, everything had been killed off. I mean, still, there's no, uh, there's the odd bear once in a couple of years, but there's no wolves ever. Right. Yeah. Um, and did you, you probably had dogs around that would also yeah. go crazy yeah. if there was a wolf or a bear or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would have been. Yeah. The dogs would have gone nuts all through the the road down the road. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you know, if I'd heard something outside, I would have paid attention to it. But mm-hmm. that's the thing. I didn't hear anything. You know, because it was a like. Especially here, there's in Quebec, there's a lot of really still summer nights mm-hmm. where, you know, there's no wind, you can hear everything, you know, it's, um, and it, and those kind of nights, you know, you, you hear things. If it's walking around, you hear it. Yeah. Um, but there was nothing and there was no uh-huh. warning. And that was what was so scary about it. I thought, like, was it watching me <laughs> like yeah. through the screen? Right. And that really scared me, sure. you know, because um, sure. it was like this flimsy screen in between mm. us. <laughs> right. But wow. uh, yeah, yeah, that was really scary. It's, yeah. It sounds like it. Yeah. It mm-hmm. Definitely intense for sure. And I mm-hmm. and understandably that it would, it would, it would stick with you. You know, through yeah. your life, because that's such a bizarre occurrence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
Barry, what do you think that people find the most far-fetched? Ghost stories or aliens as being the more unbelievable? I would say aliens. Yeah, I would agree with that probably too. Because I think with ghosts, there's a part of the belief system that is abound throughout the world. And we want to have some kind of assurance of some form of life after death. Mm-hmm. Whereas with aliens, it's unknown for sure. It's mm-hmm. completely unknown. We have only our imagination. We don't have a lot of universal stories that we agree upon that these things exist, maybe. To believe in aliens is to believe that we are not the sole existence of this world, which goes against a lot of belief systems. It definitely does. But you know, the great thing about what we're doing here is we are open to all your stories about ghosts or aliens or anything in between or anything outside of. We're not here to judge. We're here to just talk and to share. And we don't want you to think you're crazy because you're not. So let's get now. You said you had a conversation or something came up with your siblings, right? Or something right. happened there? Right. What ha- what, well, what was the... What was that situation? Well, the next story, like, um, it involves my brother, who's like, uh, so I was about 12, and so he was like two years younger than me. And um, a complete and utter non-believer in everything. I really have to say that. Mm -hmm. My brother still does not believe in anything that you can't see, prove scientifically, the whole thing. And he was mm-hmm. like that even as a kid, which makes the story even better because right. uh, <laughs> witness. Right. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> so um, it was another uh, hot summer night, or actually it was a hot summer day. Mm-hmm. And my brother decided, you know, hey, why don't we go for a ride on, he had a little motorbike, little mini bike. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, you know, somehow we could fit on it because it was pretty small. And so we decided, oh, you know, we're going to just take off and find some place to ride it. Just, you know, could kind of like explore the area a little bit, even though we knew the area really well. There was one laneway uh, down the road that like led to nothing but fields and fields and fields. Mm -hmm. And we'd never been down there. So, um, we said, yeah, yeah, let's go down there. Let's let's um, take a ride. So um, it was just like a, a tractor path. You know, the mm-hmm. fields were, I think at this point, they weren't being used. Mm-hmm. So they, um, they weren't too bad, but there was nothing really plowed on them. And there was nobody anywhere. Um, because on the side we went, on the side of the road, there were no houses for miles going down that path and no trees, no buildings, just flat, flat, flat land. (laughs) So um, we started going down and we went quite a long ways down Um, and we'd never been there before. It was just the guy who owned the property was really nasty. Mm -hmm. And so we were afraid of him because he was always yelling at us when we went near his house. So Did he have a name like Old Man McGinty or something like that? Did you call him Old Man something? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he was kind of cantankerous, and we were yeah. afraid of him. Old Man you know? Johnston. 
them. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. He was he was kind of mean. But we were so bored that day we decided to go anyway. We're like, well, we looked around and he wasn't he wasn't anywhere to be seen on his side, like where his house was. And we couldn't see anybody on the other side. So we're like, okay, we're gonna go. So um we went and we went a long way. Like it was really, really far. I'm not even sure how far it would be, but Let's just say, like, if you were going to walk it, it would probably take you about a good 20, 25 minutes to walk it. It was really far. Um, And so we we went quite far down. And like I said, it was pretty flat and boring. There was nothing anywhere, except we got so far to a point and we realized there was a stream. Like, so the road sort of... The path went along, and then there was, we could see there was this little stream down, and you couldn't see it from the road. You couldn't see it from anywhere unless you're right there. Hmm. So we said, Oh, let's go down and, and investigate, right? So we left the bike up on the thing, and you could not see anybody anywhere. And if you, uh, if anyone was supposed, supposedly coming down, you could hear them because. You know, it was it was a long way to go with, say, a tractor or even walking. You could hear someone. Yeah. And so um, we went down to the, to the stream, and the stream was very small. I mean, it was only, like, less than knee deep, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, But it was just kind of neat to see something different. We had never been down there. Yeah. Um, so we were sitting by the stream, and we were, like, talking. And just it was a really nice day, so we were really enjoying ourselves. And all of a sudden, we heard this roar, and it was the most frightening roar. I've never, ever heard anything more frightening in my life. It was so bad that we jumped up in complete panic, and my brother got to the motorcycle or the minibike first, and he started it and took off without me. And luckily, I caught him. I was running so fast, and I jumped (laughs) We like we just booked it right back. I mean, I don't know what it was, but I'm telling you, there was nothing there. There was wow. no one there. Dang. And and my brother won't talk about it. Wow. Right. Right. Was there any yeah. resemblance resemblance in what you had heard? I know that years had passed, but mm-hmm. was there anything in you that was like that is similar to what I heard before, or was this totally different? It was a lot louder okay. and way more scary, if you can believe it. Okay, wow. Um, it, it, like, roared, and it was so, it almost, like, vibrated in my ears. Wow. And, um, like, the panic that, you know, that the two of us had, it was just unbelievable. And we would, like, my brother wouldn't talk about it at all. And it took maybe, I think it was, like, five years ago, I brought it up again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He kind of talked about it a little bit, and he just said, I don't know what it was. And, wow. And he just didn't want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it probably, because it probably bothers him so much that he doesn't know what it was. Right. And because he can't pinpoint what it was, he just he wants to forget it. He just Because, I mean, a lot of times people will see something... And or have an experience, especially with somebody else, and they're like, just they don't want to talk about it. Yeah, you know, they just don't want to. They just want it 
basically like, okay, maybe it happened, but no, I don't want to talk about it, or it didn't happen. You know, they want to deny it. They want to push it away. They want to make that not part of their reality. And yeah. so it makes sense, you know, because it doesn't, because they can't rationalize it. They can't make sense of it. They can't say it was this. That makes sense. Wow. That is crazy, man. Well, you know, I... Uh... We've we've had stories before about disembodied voices and stuff like that. Okay. But but, but and and some aggressive stuff, but the aggressive stuff was usually followed by an interaction with a um, shadow figure of some sort or mm-hmm. some sort of of being, and uh, yeah, right. or like yeah. A spirit kind of right. Thing. But well, we. Did- to see it well yeah i don't blame you at all i don't blame you at all yeah because that's what i mean is that something that is you know the native americans um they have this uh and i know that different tribes probably have a different um you know word for it or whatever but you know these they're 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 just dark entities that have been around for a long, long, long ancient beings, you know, that they talk about. And, um, sometimes they, they don't, they don't take a physical shape or anything, but they're out there. And I just wonder if maybe if something like that, I don't know. I mean, I'm totally speculating, but I thought of that. I'm not more scared. I am not a professional. <laughs> I'm not a professional in any way. I, I would hope that it would be an animal of some sort, but well, see, that you know, it sounds like it was something more than that. No, it's I like, mean you were country kids, you know. Right, he mm-hmm. heard it all probably. Well, yeah, but this area was there down by the little creek. Um, was there was there trees around? Was there any kind of forest, or was it all so it was all leveled out and clear? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. There's no way that something or someone could have hidden. Right. You know, right. Even like somebody had, I don't know, there's no way they would have known we were going because we didn't know until we got there. Right. Um, you know, but whatever it was, yeah. I don't know how it, it, there's no way it could have hidden because there was nowhere to hide. Right. And, um, you know, you would have heard people coming, you would have heard footsteps, you know, um, for a while, I guess, not like the past, say, 20 years, I thought, well, maybe it was a Bigfoot, but I don't know. Right. I mean, that's really my, that's my natural thinking, because, you know, because there's so much activity, Bigfoot type activity in Canada. And it makes, you know, that seems to make sense to me. But, you know, with it being a, you know, with a, a flat flat area and, um, you know, you're just in a small little creek bed. I mean, potentially there was some kind of a Bigfoot creature that was a little further down to where you couldn't see. But, I, you know, I mean, that's like really bi- building a narrative, you know, trying to figure right. out, really oh. trying to figure out something, you know. But if, so, I mean, all, well, obviously all of this is trying to figure it out. It's all building a narrative, you know, but uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. But I don't being, know. Being by the water, too, you know, water mm-hmm. is a strong um, 
it's like a magnet for spiritual things and stuff to congregate toward toward for whatever reason. There's an energetic thing that happens near water, which is I've I think another interesting, mm-hmm. you know, idea that you were down by water and you heard something weird like that. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah, I, I hadn't even thought of that actually to be honest with you as well. Yeah. Um you know you, I Oh go ahead. Sorry. No, go no. Ahead. Say. No, no, I'm here all the time. You you get to talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just gonna say, you know, um I think back when I was a kid, you know, um maybe other people were experiencing these things, but unfortunately like nobody ever talked about it and yeah. You know, even now, nobody, I never hear anything. So, I mean, that doesn't mean anything because I haven't said anything to people either. Right. Um, but, and I have i don't think I've, we've ever told my parents. Mm-hmm. I don't know, which, you know, it's kind of weird. But I think when something scares you that much, you just kind of, uh, you know, don't know what, don't know what to put it in, like yeah, what right. box to put it in. <laughs> We live in a different time too than when we grew up. Yeah. Because definitely people were a little bit less attention seeking in a lot of ways. I know mm-hmm. that I know here in America like where we grew up, you know, we grew up in the middle of nowhere and small town and mm-hmm. you didn't want to stick out too much, you yeah. know? Cuz you already stick out. So <laughs> if you yeah. if you bring something like that to the table, Chances oh are, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be the town, you know, quack. So yeah, you don't say anything. Yeah, you don't say anything. But I remember having conversations with people because, um, you know, we were late, we were raised religious, so I always had a spiritual idea of spirituality and stuff like that. I remember having conversations with with folks about weird things that they had seen, and um, it always intrigued me. It was never one of those things that I was like, well, I just, I, I can't hear that. I don't want to hear, you know, even the bad stuff. I wanted to hear it, you know, cause I yeah. want I don't know. I don't think curious, I guess maybe the word or whatever, but that's just mm-hmm. not, not something that most people would, would gravitate toward, I guess. But, um, so I understand why you didn't want to say anything and why your brother probably didn't want to mm-hmm. talk about stuff like that. The thing is though, you know, um, after all those experiences, I always did try and find more information. Mm-hmm. But, you know, before the Internet, it was really hard to find information on anything. You had yeah. to go to um, the library and, like, look shit up and know how to yeah. look shit up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But but there wasn't much. Like, really. No. Um, maybe, you know, maybe down in the States there was. But up here, even now, um, I kind of uh, have looked up, you know, situations or things that have happened in not this area, but like in all of Quebec Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I don't find much. Mm. Now, maybe I'm not looking in the right place, but I'm pretty good at looking for things and I'm still not finding too many things. So maybe it's like you said, you know, people still are not, you know, they're kind of worried about what other people think will think Mm -hmm. about you know, I think folks in our age bracket are, you know, 
Now, I think some things are become more acceptable, UFOs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You know, now we're talking about it in the media. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? So that is a little bit more like, okay, I can come out and talk about that. But cryptid stuff and weird spiritual yeah. stuff, people are real guarded about still. Yeah. And if people, a lot of times when people, you know, if they've seen ghosts, they'll be like, no, I don't believe in this stuff, but, and then they'll tell a ghost story. Right. You know, but like. Isn't that weird? Everyone does. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's got one of those. But the cryptid stories, which we love, we do hear fewer of those than just about anything else. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go through and look. They're probably like one of the fewer things that we do get those stories from. But uh, but we love them because they're like they're so fascinating. Yeah. I wonder. um, Going back to one of Barry's earlier line questions about the um, Native Americans or First Nations uh, people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you know if there if there was any group that was there in your area and which ones they were? In Quebec? I think it could have been the Mohawks. Okay. If the, I, I think, like, there's a big reservation um, that is about an hour away or a little less than an hour away from us. Okay. Um, it's possible that there were, you know, um, they were spread out here, sure. I'm sure. Yeah. You know? But... Yeah. Um, I've never. That's a really good question because I've never really thought much about it. And um, the the stories that I have uncovered about Quebec, they do involve, uh, you know, native stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of interesting that you brought that up. Yeah. Well, we um, Oklahoma is um, where they sent the. Well, it's one of the areas that they sent a lot of the Native Americans. You know, in our area. In our country, too, they forced them to go to Oklahoma uh, before Oklahoma was a state. It was called Indian Territory. Right and back at the in the post Civil War in the early late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. Um, so we grew up around a lot of different um, uh, Native American or First Nation type cultures, where they had you know pockets of of all these. Um, so we're we have a history of that, and we, you know, we're and it's we're kind of we're I mean we're proud of that. You know, we're not proud that it it's a factor of how they mm. were marched down the Trail of Tears to get there, but we're proud of the fact that this is you know the heritage that is celebrated as the in Native America in Oklahoma is which is mean I think it means land of the red man it or does. something like that. Yeah, it does. Um, but there's a lot of that culture there. And um, so we tend to kind of, we think like, well, what would, maybe this is a factor in some of these kind right. of stuff, especially in the more rural areas. Yeah. Because um, there was because, nothing there know, before. I mean, yeah. I mean, there was prehistoric whatever, but mm-hmm. what was there, what's been around before that? Yeah. The people and, that were there before. Yeah. And so if these, you know, in, if these entities or these strange things were being witnessed by these people from that long ago, you know, mm-hmm. it, they're, it's just, it's a weird thing. It's yeah. really makes you start thinking and wondering about how and why these things uh, manifest and become what they are. 
It's like yeah. ha, there, ha, there, ha, there has to be there's some human interaction there that either either they were human at one time possibly or there's some connection to our beings that mm-hmm. they remain connected to us in a way that we're able to see them or feel them or hear them in your case you know but um, yeah yeah I mean for me like I I still live sort of in the same area I'm in the yeah. town next. You know, next to where I grew up. Okay. Can um, I, how big of a town is that? If you don't, if you don't mind. Um. I mean, I, I don't know now. I mean, both towns. Well, especially the one I grew up in uh, has changed. A lot of people have moved there now. Okay. It used to be very, very small. You knew everybody. Sure. Everybody knew you. Um, but it's changed a bit more now. Sure. Um. But back then, it was very, very tiny. Um, and I'm just thinking, you know, like, um, I don't, I mean, I really haven't gone out in the woods here, you mm-hmm. know, for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. So I can't say if I feel like it's changed or anything, but, sure. you know, I've never really had any experience again like that, yeah. you know. So those two experiences, I mean, to be very honest with you, I would not for any amount of money, go back to that place. Mm. Mm. I would not, even now, yeah. go back yeah. there. There's no way. Wow. Say, so Barry. Yeah. What's the weirdest job you've ever had? Yeah. That's a good question. It would either have to be the time that I worked at a cattle feedlot or the time that I worked for a Greek painter. Were you his model? Uh, not quite. Well, you know, it's funny because one of my weirdest jobs was being in a model in art school. But it was portraits, not full body nude. The reason I'm asking is because those jobs may be kind of normal, but we know people are out there that have weirder jobs than that. Maybe you're a mortician. Maybe you're a scientist trying to bring back the dinosaurs or the woolly mammoth. That'd be cool. That would be really cool. If you guys out there have weird jobs, unusual jobs, crime scene photographer, maybe you worked at an adult educational film set, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink. Just something that's unusual, out of the ordinary, and, you know, a little bit weird. Hey, those are cool stories, too. We'd love to hear those. So give us a call or an email or whatever. You know how to get a hold of us. Be part of the community of Weirdsville. So yeah. I mentioned I mentioned this a little bit earlier, and um, it's really keeps coming back to me. But the whole idea of the Wendigo, um, and I did some quick googling here on the side. And the Wendigo is it comes from the Algonquin people, who are uh, in uh, Quebec and the eastern areas of Canada and. and yeah general area towards you um so the wendigo is an evil spirit who manifests in a sometimes um it's kind of like a uh it kind of i guess a lot of times it's described as having kind of like a a like a deer head but with antlers or like a moose head with antlers but it's like usually like bone and it's very scary looking. And it's a big hulking thing. So like, you know, like a Sasquatch-type body. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's like one, you know, kind of typical mm-hmm. 
description of it, but it's an evil spirit about about like uh, it's about greed and a lot of in in some stories it's the result um, of cannibalism that if you eat another person's flesh huh. then you will be consumed by the spirit of the wendigo and you'll turn into this creature interesting um so that's interesting that said wow hmm yeah i mean it's just you know I, obviously you know that's an old 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 old, old yeah. legend it's an yeah. old 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 tale um yeah. but if you know that's just something in the back of my mind has this keep coming up and that makes me think maybe this is some kind of maybe it was a Wendigo. Maybe you know, I mean, who knows? Right. You know, we don't really know because it seems like it was disembodied. So something around there, maybe it's some kind of spirit that is kind of like you know, maybe it's picking at you or or it's just something that's lingering in the area because, you know, yeah. I don't know. You know, there's something too, you know, that I've I've read about that I wonder. Um, you know, I've heard that some people see things, other people hear things, other people sent things. I'm just wondering, like, for me, maybe that, you know, I don't think my brother saw anything either. But I'm just wondering, maybe, you know, maybe I didn't see it because, you know, I, I just, for whatever reason, I'm more open to hearing. Right. I'm certainly not open to that kind of sound, but yeah. do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, definitely. We, we've talked to people who have uh, gifts and perceptions um, where they are able to see things and they're able to hear things, you know, and, you know, where or, or you know, one or the vice other. Or, or, they, or both. Yeah, right. Yeah. Or you're, you know, a lot of people who just who can't um, see. And, you know, right. I, it's definitely a possibility, you know, be, because we have such a limited spectrum, um, well, visually, literally yeah. limited spectrum, but also with our hearing, all of our senses are so, you know, compared mm -hmm. to most of the other animals on the planet, at least the more higher animals, are so much more limited yeah. in our perception. So, you know, it could be something that where it's, you were able to hear or tune into whatever that was. And, you know, maybe your brother was, or, you know, maybe your brother saw something and he just really does not want to Oh, say, wow. I never thought you know, about that. Wow. Maybe he has something where he can see stuff, and that's definitely why he would not want to mention, he doesn't want to say anything or whatever. So I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah, speculation again. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I'm yeah. definitely going to ask him the next time I see him. The only thing. But after I was, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say the uh, the only thing I was I would say is that you know we we know enough to know that we don't know everything. Yeah. Right. And so people that are out there that are quick to you know judge and stuff it's like we still don't like Adam was saying we we don't use but a small portion of our brain of our brain at any given time. So there are things mm -hmm. there are there are you know, radio frequencies that are going all over the place that we have no clue, <laughs> you know, yeah. we're tapped into what we conceive right now, Yeah, you know? So anyway, yeah. I, I didn't mean to interrupt that, but, uh, no, no, no. But that's a, that's a really good point too, because it's true. We don't really know, you know, and I, I admit freely, I really don't know. I'm not, 
you know, I'm not the kind of person to pretend I know when I don't know. I have no clue. Sure. Um, I'd be interested to know, like, if you guys talk to anybody who, you know, has ever kind of heard a Wendigo or whatever, mm-hmm. Wendigo, if, if you have heard, if they've heard it, I'd be interested to find out, sure. was there a gravel? You know, I yeah. that's, I, of yeah. course, I'm. I'm more than curious, you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I am. I am afraid to. I would never. Like I said, I'd never go back. Yeah. But yeah. I'm still really curious. I always will be about it, you know. Sure. Sure. But any anybody out there that might have any in any story or anything that would be related to that would be much appreciated if you guys got in touch with us in some way. Yeah. Yeah. That is yeah. Normal. That would be really cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, those are awesome stories. Fantastic. For sure. Fantastic. Thank you. You guys make it easy to tell the story. <laughs> you do? Yeah. So, well, that's what we, you know, that's what we hope for. We, you know, we want to make it where anybody can come on and feel comfortable in sharing this stuff because, you know, we, we love hearing. We love. To, we love talking to people. And we love hearing stories, and we love hearing these kinds of stories yeah. because. You know, people don't share them as often. Yeah. Um, and we want to make it a, a place where people feel comfortable and that, you know, they're yeah. not going to be judged. Right. Just hang for, out. Let's just know. let's yeah. just hang out for an hour. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And shoot, yeah. shoot the breeze. Yeah. The world needs more of this. And, and, you know, Adam and I, the whole reason why we started doing this is because we want to continue the storytelling tradition that humankind has had, you know, for tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of years that we, you know, it's like important. And at the same time, it's important to keep an open mind Mm -hmm. and, and, and expand your horizons a little bit and just listen to a good story and and leave judgment at the door, you know? Yeah. 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 I think, you know, that's the thing. I love hearing stories as well. I mean, that's, one of the most fun things for me is to tune into whatever I can find. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and now that I know you guys are here, <laughs> yeah. I definitely will be tuning in. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, it's an exercise for me in like, um, you know, just thinking about it, thinking, what could it be? What mm-hmm. is that? Even ghost stories, they don't always take the same. Oh, yeah. Know, Right. Yeah. Some of them are kind of and weird and yes, you know, yes. Um. So yes, that's what I like. I like to, you know, have my mind sort of, uh, you know, working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. But because I think everything else is boring, really, in the world. <laughs> True. That, to me, it is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. having a lot of different experiences in my life that I've had. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I just, I don't have answers for anything and yeah. I love it. Well, <laughs> that, that's, that's the true sign of someone that's curious, you know, a curious yeah. mind. You know, we, we live in a world not to get too philosophical, but we, we live in a world that, you know, tries to strip us away from ourselves and we, mm-hmm. we end up sacrificing a lot of ourselves and the things that we, you know, find truths and sometimes I look at a kid and I think that, you know, you got it made because you're living in a world that you haven't been told the rules yet. You know, 
We've been told the rules. So our perceptions yeah. are are skewed a bit. And sometimes these stories like this, you know, they just force you out of your own head and out of your own experiences and, and, and allows you to, to listen to someone else's story for a minute, you know? It, mm-hmm. it, it's cool. It's cool. So we appreciate you coming on, Wendy, so much. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Thank you. Well, I I definitely have other stories some other time I will oh, yeah. tell you. Yeah. Um it's open door policy. You know, yep. you anytime. Anytime you want. Just shoot us a message, say, Hey, I've I'm ready to go. Or we'll check back in, of course. But yeah, definitely. We love that. And uh, you know, and yeah, you know, tell your friends and your family and all everybody up in, in Canada, open the window and, and yell it out. You know, uh, yeah. we, we, we want to, yeah, we, we need storytellers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got lots of people that I can definitely tell for cool. sure. Cool. Yes. Well, a lot of ghost stories. That's mm. what's been coming yeah. up lately. Yeah. So, yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, you know, it's that time of year. It's the, from Halloween to just, you know, right around this time of year when you spend a lot of time indoors, yeah. you know, that's when we get a lot of ghost stories. And uh, so, yeah. yeah, so we love those as well. And because, like you said, there's so many unique characteristics to each ghost story and each experience where you can have two people there who were witness to the same thing, but they completely witness they witnessed two things that was completely different. Right. You know, they interpret it that way. So definitely. It's always fun. It's always fun. So yeah. 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 Hey everybody, you're listening to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. You probably knew that already because you're listening or downloaded to the episode off of your iTunes or your Spotify or whatever place you get your podcast from. We want to thank you for listening. We also want to remind you to like us, follow us, subscribe to us, make sure that you get your new podcast episode every week. We'd also like to ask you to rate and review so that we can grow our audience and we can have more friends, we can have more stories. So thanks for listening to What's Your Weird Story. Wendy, thank you for coming on and uh, and being our first uh, Canadian guest. We're super excited to have you on and really great stories. I mean, the, the growling thing is something yep. that's pretty freaky and... Anytime somebody has one of those stories, I'm always just like, oh, God, that would be very uh, disconcerting to be in that position, you know? Yeah, yeah. especially when you're familiar with the, you know, you're, you're familiar with what's around there, the animals that are around there, yeah. and the noises that they make, and that these, these particular growls were, you know almost had you know they were more they were menacing they had that more than normal more than animal kind of aspect to them so you know which is why you know which prompted us to think that there's could be some kind of uh, a spiritual aspect to it or you know connected to like the um the native america or not but the the indigenous people the right the first nation people of canada and um especially the stuff whenever that her and her brother are out looking you know hanging out and doing their little exploration of the land there that is the only thing i could think of that would be 
plausible, mm-hmm. but you know, again, I don't, I'm not an expert. I don't know, but, uh, it's yeah. really, really crazy stuff. And you know, it's, yeah. uh, regardless, it leads to a great story. Yeah. And it's what makes me think of, you know, the Wendigo, which is just a really cool, um, traditional story there in, uh, in Canada. And, um, especially in that area that she was at, you know, and I mean, I was introduced to the idea of the Wendigo from comic books, from the X-Men and, uh, um, and from the Hulk. In fact, the very first appearance of, uh, Wolverine, uh, everybody played by Hugh Jackman and everybody's probably favorite X-Men. Right. Um, or at least on the top of the list for everybody. His first appearance was in Incredible Hulk 181, technically in a cameo in 180. Sorry, I'm getting my comic nerd out on it. Great, uh, on the air great, perfect. Here. But uh, in, in that, the Hulk was in Canada, and he was fighting this creature that looks like a white, um, kind of a Bigfoot, hairy, long-haired Bigfoot kind of thing called the Wendigo. And uh, the Wendigo is, you know, like uh, the, the spirit of uh, a human who uh is it's a it's kind of like a sort of like a werewolf it's a curse type of thing okay so a human who has consumed uh the flesh of other 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 human um or is exceptionally greedy and and avarice and stuff like that they transform into uh this creature and uh this you know go out and try to consume other humans and uh and there's still recent stories about wendigos that pop up every once in a while about you know anytime especially a, about when a person in canada tries to eat another person yeah uh, right <laughs> so, you know. yeah yeah hopefully that's not happening too much uh I remember there was a story about uh, this uh, one, I think is an African tribe uh, that, um, you know, the whole thing about the, um, oh gosh, the mad cow disease. Remember when that was a big thing? And then, um, and then they were talking about, you know, these cannibal tribes that uh, consume people and, uh, and they do go crazy. They go crazy. They, it's the same yeah. thing. You know, that there is a disease that, that humans get from eating the brains of other humans. Is it? And I want to say it's called, I want to say it's called curry curry. And, but it looks like that I may be wrong on that. Um, they like develop holes in their brains or something like that. Or yeah, something like that d- d- does something to you. Kuru. It's called Kuru. Okay. Uh, Kuru Kuru or Kuru. I knew it was like that. Curry Curry is something else. And, uh, you know, if you're interested in that, you'll have to Google it. But, uh, um, but Kuru is, yeah, that's a disease where that you get from eating other human brains, which is really interesting that our bodies create this thing so that we don't eat our, uh, us, others of us. I know it is, you know, it's wild. It is wild. It, it so is. that also puts you as, you know, how much of a predator are we? So right. anyway, um, but yeah, great stories, Wendy. Thank you for joining us. And um, just awesome that we've, you know, finally got our foot. We've got listeners in Canada, but now we finally got our foot in the door. So anybody else up there in Canada, we would love to hear your stories. Uh, of course, anybody else around the world. Uh, we want to hear your stories as well. We love this stuff, you know. Um, and you know, we 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 let weird cover a lot of ground, and uh, so you know, join us. Um, be on the show. 
you know, you can get get a hold of us through our social media. You can through the website where you can listen to all the episodes, the past episodes of the What's Your Weird Story podcast. That's whatsyourweirdstory.com. And, uh, and yeah, thanks again. Next week, we've got uh, Joe joining us. And Joe's got, Joe's got some really cool stories. Yeah, he does. And uh, I can't wait for people to hear it. It's really, yeah. really, really good stuff. Um, you know, and, and for those of you um, that are interested in uh, a variety of weirdness, Joe delivers. Yeah. He really does. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. So, um, you know, we don't we like to have a little bit of mystery behind it. But, uh, you know, needless, I'll just put this out. One of the stories is our good friend and special correspondent and resident Bigfoot expert, Mr. Jeff Hubbard, is is very jealous that he was not there the day that we spoke to Joe to hear this story. So that'll probably give you an idea of uh, one of them. So, And then other weird stuff that has really nothing to do with cryptids. But, uh, no, nothing but, uh, all, but also incredible stories. Really, really great stories. Yeah. Really great stories. Yeah. And Joe is a really, really cool guy to talk to. We're very fortunate. All our guests have just been fantastic people. And then also coming up, Barry, this is another big deal. Um, we speak to, you know, a couple of weeks ago, well, a month, a couple of months ago now, when we spoke to Dave Schrader from the Holzer Files on yeah. Discovery Channel. Yeah, which was awesome, by the way. Yeah. You guys need to go back and check that episode out if you haven't listened to yeah. it. Yeah. Well, we're also, we just spoke to... Uh, Shane, the technical guy there on the Holzer Files, and man, he, just super awesome, nice guy. Yeah, and we had a great time, and we had a great conversation, and that's coming up in the next few weeks as well. So keep your ears uh, and eyes tuned for that. Absolutely. And, uh, and for those of you guys that uh, haven't watched Holzer Files, I oh, man. strongly, strongly suggest it. Uh, check yeah. it out. Try to get caught up on that before you listen to the uh, episode because it'll help sort of inform you on kind of a little bit what we're talking about. He was such a cool guy to uh, to talk to, and uh, and and really we we enjoyed our time with him, and and hopefully we'll get him on it again, and uh, and maybe some other cast members. Yeah, let's hope so. And also, uh, further down the line, we've got uh, also have uh, author Lisa O'Hara, and she's got a uh, she's got one of the most intense abduction type stories that we've heard so far. And uh, she wrote a book called uh, "Abducted and Furious," and you can find that on Amazon. So check that out if you want to uh, find out a little bit more. Before Four, but uh, again, those those are coming up in in the coming weeks, and we got oh so much more for you guys. Yeah, awesome, great, got a lot of great stuff in the pipeline for you guys. So until next time, Weirdsville, we love you. Uh, We've been thinking a lot about it. You, you know, we we do. We keep you close to our hearts. Um, We hope you guys are having a good time out there, and everything's good, and everybody's healthy. And so join us next time. In the meantime, be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Till next time, be safe. Be weird.
The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.